You know, nowadays, a lot of people, I think all of us, are actually looking for something to hope for, a better future that we could look forward to. Now, it is said that uh, in the 80s or in the 90s, lalo na mga batang 80s or 90s dyan, like me, uh, people are more concerned with something worth dying for. Kaya nauso siguro yung mga rallies and yung mga protests during that time. And then in the year 2000, 2010s, I think people started shifting their thinking and they're focusing more on something to live for. Kaya nauso yung mga thrill seekers and yung mga adrenaline junkies. Now, whether we are living in the 1920s or now in the 2020s, I think all of us need that. All of us need something to hope for, a better future to look forward to. All of us need to find a reason that is worth living for and even worth dying for. Because these reasons give us boldness. Boldness to take risk and see opportunities in the midst of obstacles and, and challenges. It gives us the feeling of being fearless and willing to make sacrifices and do something, whatever the cost. And it gives us joy and meaning and purpose in life. You know, boldness is such a powerful thing to have. You know, in the dictionary, it is defined as the willingness to take risk and act innovatively. It is uh, something that makes someone have confidence and, and be daring and be courageous and also be brave. You have seen people like that in history. We are seeing a lot of people like that currently. And uh, I'm sure when we look at them, we all want to be like them. But as we talk about spirit-empowered boldness, What's amazing is that in the disciples, especially in the book of Acts and in the early church, we find that boldness is something that is very common among the believers. It is something that is very characteristic of them, but this is not based on a personality trait. So, para sa mga katulad natin na hindi talaga daring and courageous and brave, you know, there's hope for us. You know, it is something that is not personality-based. It is something that is not based on a certain upbringing or certain background or certain uh, credentials that you have accumulated through the years. Because the disciples in Acts chapter 4, verse 13, says there, Now when they saw the boldness of Peter and John and perceived that they were uneducated common men, they were astonished and they recognized that they had been with Jesus. So itong boldness na ito, hindi ito based on personality, hindi ito based on the background or upbringing, but this is something that is based on being with a person, with Jesus. So yung mga disciples, they're bold uh, because they have found this one reason that gives them something to live for. And this one reason, not Another reason, but one reason that gives them something worth dying for. And that one reason that gives them something to hope for in the future. Not just in this life, but even in the next. The disciples, when they understood who Jesus is, and He is not just the one prophesied as the son of David, that He is the one who is to come to die on the cross and to to save us from our sins and after rising from the dead, seeing the real living hope, the real living Jesus and the promise fulfilled when the outpouring of the Holy Spirit uh, took place. It gave them something that made them bold and courageous and daring and brave in the midst of the many challenges and obstacles that they face. Truly, they have found something that is worth living for, 
worth dying for and something that gives them hope in the future. And they all found out in one person, the Lord Jesus Christ. In fact, it was such a powerful experience for them that they did not just become receivers of hope, but they also became givers of hope. And they could not help but preach and share this gospel to others. That's why when Peter and John, when they were being threatened, in spite of the different uh, religious leaders of the day, they were before chief priests and elders and Sadducees and, and uh, uh, you know, the different kinds of influential people, the Sanhedrin and, and all these people with pedigree. You know, they were being persecuted, not because of healing the lame beggar. They were being persecuted because of preaching about this Jesus, the one risen from the dead, the one they said, you crucified. And even if they were threatened not to preach anymore in his name, they could not help but respond that whether it is right in the sight of God to listen to you rather than to God, you must judge. For we cannot but speak of what we have seen and heard. And they could have stopped with just healing the lame beggar. They could have just stopped with just uh, becoming popular with the people, even among the religious leaders of the day. But they still had to preach the gospel. Kahit na ma-offend yung mga Sadducees because they don't believe in the resurrection of the dead. That's why they're sad, you see. Diba? But they were preaching about Jesus risen from the dead. And uh, they were talking about how this Jesus is the only person that can give us salvation. There's no one else by which man can be saved. They had to preach it. Why? Because healing does not save people. But hearing the gospel and believing the gospel can save them. It is the power of God unto salvation. So for these disciples, they have found this one reason, the only reason that they could fully become bold and courageous and give their all to Him. In fact, this is also the characteristic of the pastors that I grew up in. Pag naalala ko si Pastor Ferdy, the running bishop, our, our pastor uh, in Ortigas, who's also leading the VMM, naalala ko na when I was a young uh, student and she's yung aming youth pastor. You know, he would go to any group, kahit yung mga fraternities that are about to go to fratuars, and he would preach the gospel to them. So can you imagine kaba namin, just speaking to a crowd, but speaking to people who are ready to fight. And not only that, this is also the reason that I see among ordinary students and disciples who just recently got saved. Yeah, like Pastor Ado, nung hindi pa siya uh, pastor noon, we were just students then, nung bagong save lang siya. He would preach the gospel to anyone. And he was the one who shared the gospel to me. Feeling ko nga, lahat ng gumagalaw, pipritsan niya eh, kahit hayop. Diba? And, and this is also the, the boldness that I see among the pastors in Mindanao, and, and uh, not just in Mindanao, but also in different uh, nations all across the globe, and sometimes places where no one else would dare go, only to preach what very few people are willing to do, which is to preach the gospel. Some of them even laying down career opportunities, just to become a minister of the gospel. This is the kind of boldness that I believe we should all admire. A boldness that we should all follow. Now, pwede naman natin isipin, eh, hindi naman ako pastor, hindi naman ako missionary tulad ng iba. But, you know, I'm sure all of us are aware that we all have a message. We are all witnessing about something. If you look at our lives, our words, our deeds, our social media posts, Ano kaya yung mga message na lumalabas? Sino kaya yung pinoproclaim natin? And I hope like the early disciples, we would know our one reason. 
who it is that we are proclaiming, what message are we really declaring, even if it means persecution and we might be threatened by others because of it. You know, when we look deeply into these disciples and what they were praying for, you can see there's just so much about the gospel. There's just so much about who Jesus is and what he has done for us that really emboldens them. And I believe will embolden each and every one of us to continue to declare who he is, to become a Christian, not just closet Christians, but to be a Christian out in the open. And in verse 24 that we read a while ago, it says there, when they heard it, they lifted their voices together to God and said, Sovereign Lord, who made the heaven and the earth and the sea and everything in them. So kahit pinapersecute na sila, when they gathered with their friends and they were giving this report and they were telling them about their threats, they prayed together and the starting point ng prayer nila is that He is Sovereign Lord. He is the creator of all things, the heaven and the earth, the sea, and everything in them. And uh, lahat ng meron na to, okay, it's all under His control. He has ultimate power. He has ultimate sovereignty over all things. And in fact, when they were declaring that uh, you know, Jesus, who went through suffering and even died on the cross, that all of this took place because it was His hand. It was His plan. And everything has been predestined to take place. You see, when we understand who Jesus is and uh, is, who is this God that uh, is in control over everything, you will find that God's sovereignty gives us boldness to face all circumstances. Kung the worst situation that Jesus went through and the disciples uh, saw that beforehand. In fact, see, Peter, who was a zealot, who was really bold, was actually scared and denied Jesus and went in hiding for a time. Pero nung nabuhay na si Jesus and the, the Holy Spirit was poured out in the disciples, parang na-realize siya, parang wow, in control pala talaga si, si God over all things. And knowing that even the worst that the enemy could do, even if it means killing Jesus, is actually furthering and advancing God's plan and God's purpose eventually. It made Peter and of course the others who are not as zealous as Peter even became bold. Knowing that as we seek God's will first and foremost, even if things don't happen according to our plan, eventually God's plan will prevail and God's plan will always be good, pleasing, and perfect. Itong sovereignty ni God actually gives us a reason that is worth living for. Talagang the best way to live a life is actually to live according to God's plan, according to God's will. And we may not see all of it clearly. We, we, we can make some mistakes along the way. Pero kung yung heart talaga natin is, God, not my will but your will be done, I believe in the end God is pleased and God is honored with that. And we will eventually be more blessed than we could imagine. Kasi nga, ang heart natin is to do the will of God. How can we fail when the one we are serving is the one who is ruling and in control over all things? You know, uh, I can't help but remember the part in the movie Infinity Wars, the end game. You probably uh, saw it. Remember, uh, Doctor Strange saw the 14,065,000 possibilities. And yet, out of those many possibilities, there was only just one chance that they would succeed. And of course, naalala yung siguro yung moment na yun sinabi ni Dr. Strange kay Iron Man. One chance. And when they took it, eventually they won. When you think of the sovereignty of God and how in the 14,065 
possibilities of God's will taking place, what are the chances do you think that there is just one chance or every chance is actually God's will coming to pass? So I hope this will give us boldness and, and encourage us to fully surrender to God's will, to fling our lives wholly doing what God wanted us to do in that we can and we will never fail because it's no longer about our will, but it's will that is at stake. And we know that God always wins. And if you are in His side, you are a winner too. That's why in this moment, I'm reminding myself and, and I want to remind everyone that we are actually fighting a defeated foe. We are actually dealing with the biggest enemy that you could think of. The devil is the greatest loser of all and he has been defeated then. And if you want to read all the more, the future, the book of Revelation, you know that in the end, Jesus wins and we all win because we are on the winning side. And that should give us boldness and courage to face every circumstance that we are dealing with right now. In verse 25 to 29, we can continue and see there, who through the mouth of our father David, your servant, take note of that phrase, said by the Holy Spirit, why did the Gentiles rage and the peoples plot in vain? The kings of the earth set themselves and the rulers were gathered together against the Lord and against his anointed. For truly in the city there were gathered together against your holy servant Jesus, whom you anointed, both Herod and Pontius Pilate, along with the Gentiles and the peoples of Israel, to do whatever your hand and your plan had predestined to take place. You know, when uh, verse 29 continues, it says, Now, Lord, look upon their threats and grant to your servants to continue to speak your word with all boldness. I don't know if you noticed the, the progression there. Una, una, they were quoting David. A great king who was serving God, a servant of God. And then they shifted to Jesus, your holy servant. And in fact, naulit pa yung phrase na yun, your holy servant in verse 30. And now in their prayer, they're saying, referring to themselves, the disciples were saying, we are your servants. Help us, God, continue to serve you, to speak your word with all boldness. And I want to point out in this part that the worthiness of the God we serve compel us to serve Him with our all. You know, kung medyo amis tayo kay David and what kind of a king he is, you know, these Jewish people, they're no longer serving the kingdom of David, though may promise si God that he will establish his kingdom through David. They started realizing that even Jesus came here in the form of a servant. That the Lord, the anointed one, he came here in the form of a flesh, in the form of a servant, is someone who gave his life for the purpose of saving us. And when they realize what kind of a God this is, a God who is so great, a God who is so awesome, and yet a God who is so good and loving and merciful, a God who is so humble, He was willing to come down and become flesh like one of us and give His life for us just to save us. How much more us who are now saved should we serve Him with our all, even if it means laying down our life? Isn't that just an appropriate response? to a God who gave His life for us. You know, when I think about how we 
are a people who are called to serve. Diba? They are people who serve different gods. And yung mga gods na to is pretty much a god that we, we know we should worship. We know that a god that we should serve from different religions. Pero who among the gods across the religions of the world is like our god? Yung mga gods na to, you have to please this god or else pag nagalit siya, he would send calamities. Yung mga gods na to, you have to serve him. Pag hindi please itong god na to sa pag-service mo, sa pag-alay mo, diba? talagang punishment and judgment, bad things would happen to us. But when you think of this God who, in spite of our worst, in spite of our sins, in spite of our disobedience, gave His all for us. Isn't it appropriate that we should all give our everything to Him? Kaya kahit may threats na itong mga disciples, parang prayer pa rin nila, Lord, help us to continue to speak your word with all boldness. Na God, we will not hold back kahit mahirap. Lord, we will not hold back even at the face of death. That we would continue preaching till the very end. Because this message of who God is and what He has done for us is truly something not just worth living for, but worth dying for. After all, we are proclaiming His name. The name that is above every other name. In fact, medyo nakakonvict nga ako when I think of some people who are, you, you know, sa Philippines, maraming fangirling, fanboying, di ba, na pagka mayroong pumupunta uh, para mag-concert, yung mga K-pop groups, and alam ko yung iba sa atin, nanghihinayang kasi wala ng, wala ng mga concerts like that. And people would just line up, and, and people would just do whatever it takes just to buy a ticket. You know, can you imagine... Christians who are sold out to the God that we worship, that we're willing to do daring things, courageous things, bold things, just to worship our God, who is worthy of all glory, honor, and praise. Not only that, in verse 30 to 31, we continue. This is their prayer. While you stretch out your hand to heal, and signs and wonders are performed through the name of your holy servant, Jesus. And when they had prayed... The place in which they were gathered was shaken and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and continued to speak the Word of God with boldness. So kung may mga people gathered to persecute the Christians, may mga people gathered like, like Herod and Pontius Pilate just to conspire against Jesus. I think as servants of Christ, as ministers of Christ, we can expect no less. And sinabi naman Jesus, you know, persecution will happen, but don't be afraid. The Holy Spirit will give you what to say. You know, even if we are like sheep among wolves, let's continue, let's be bold. But not only that, God gives us the Holy Spirit. He gives us the power to continue preaching with boldness and faith for miracles. So, hindi lang yung mga opposition yung nag-gathered. That's why importante yung victory groups. That's why it's important to gather together in worship. Because when we gather together with my, one mind, one heart, one passion, believing God for His will, His plans, and His purposes for our lives, He is not just calling us to a mission that is impossible. He is empowering us with the Holy Spirit that can do the impossible so that we can further advance His kingdom. Kaya nga binigyan tayo ng Holy Spirit the power to become witnesses. And they became bold because they were filled 
with the Holy Spirit. And they were expecting that, God, as we do this, we know you will stretch out your hand to heal in signs and wonders and miracles. This is the promise that Jesus gave before he ascended to heaven. In Matthew chapter 8, ito yung promise niya after giving the great commission. And surely I will be with you until the end of the age. Mark records it this way in Mark chapter 16, that those who believe in his name, these signs will accompany them. And of course, when the Holy Spirit was poured out, you know, the miracles started happening. Spiritual gifts have been poured out. And then miracles continued even among the disciples, even among the apostles. And we looked at that last week, the lame beggar being healed after 40 years. Feeling ko nga, sinadya ni Lord Jesus na hindi lahat ng nadaanan niya, pati sa temple, hinil niya. Kasi iniwan niya yung iba for the disciples to trust God and to believe God as they step out in faith. They too will experience the power of God at work in them and through them. Of course, we know that it's not just about seeing miracles. But these are just signs and wonders to point them to Jesus who could save them, which is the greatest miracle of all. Kaya nga kung puro healing lang and helping the poor lang yung ginagawa natin, we are just treating symptoms. If we're just trying to address the social injustices on the outside, but we are not dealing with the sin issues on the inside, everything that we're doing is just temporary solution. Jesus came to give us the only solution that we would ever need. And that is the saving grace found in Him, in the gospel that will transform our hearts, that will change us, not just to have hope and life and even eternal life, but to become instruments so that others too will find hope, others too will find life, and others too will find eternal life through Him. If you are looking for something worth living for and something worth dying for and something that should give you hope in the future and maybe you're looking at it from different things i know i've been searching through that before coming to know christ and may mga things that i've done in the past that made you bold and courageous but now when i look back oh that was just foolish it wasn't really a lasting reason to pursue and if you still haven't found that and if you're searching for it i hope you will find jesus Rather, I hope you will allow Jesus to find you because he came to seek and save the lost. Stop running and pursuing the wrong things. It's time for us to go back to God. And in him, we can find hope. In him, we can find life. In him, we will have the joy of eternal life. And once we have come to know him, it's just the beginning of one adventure after another. It's an endless pursuit of knowing Him and enjoying Him. I hope if there's one reason that will fill you, if there's one message that you would have, if there's one reason that you would pursue, I hope it is Jesus that you would pursue. I hope it is the gospel message that will consume you and change you and transform you that will become your own message to others as well. And I hope it is the Holy Spirit that will fill you, that will erase every fear, every worry, every anxiety and give you hope, give you meaning, give you purpose and give you boldness to do His will, which is the best way to live our lives. A life that is spent for Him. Let's just bow our heads.
as we pray. Lord God, just like the early disciples, we pray that you would fill us with your Holy Spirit, that we may know you more, that we may know your will all the more. And as we take a step of faith, trusting you and obeying you, turning from our wicked ways and turning to you, not relying on our own power, but trusting that you will give us the power, not just to know your will, God, but even to do your will. And even not just to live a life, but even to proclaim the message of who you are and what you have done in us and what you desire to do through others as well. I pray, God, that you will perform signs and wonders and miracles, not just for us, but for others too. Lord, not just in this nation, not just in our city, but to the ends of the earth. And God, I pray that we would align ourselves with you all the time. And may you fill us with more of you every single day for the rest of our lives. And as we have surrendered not just our worst, may you always have our best as well. Because you are worthy of all glory, honor, and praise. This I pray in Jesus' name. Amen.